This is Navi Mehta of the San Diego Symphony. I'd like to share with you the remarkable music of Leonard Bernstein's Second Symphony. Bernstein's father, Samuel, having seen only impoverished musicians in the shtetls in Ukraine, refused to support music training, later quipping, how was I supposed to know he'd grow up to become Leonard Bernstein? At Harvard, Bernstein studied philosophy and linguistics alongside counterpoint and music theory. On the strength of recommendations from Aaron Copeland and Serge Kusevitsky, the newly appointed music director of the New York Philharmonic, Arthur Rodzinski, hired Bernstein to be his assistant. Assistants generally had little to do. Primarily, they studied the music on the off chance that a conductor became ill. Just a few short weeks into his tenure, it happened. Bruno Walter, who had been conducting the orchestra that week, woke up one morning unwell. Arthur Rudzinski was in town, but when the Philharmonic called him, he said, call Mr. Bernstein, that's why we hired him. And so, at 9 a.m. on November 13, 1943, having been up partying all night, Bernstein received the call. He would conduct that afternoon's concert. There would be no rehearsal. He stopped off for pointers at Bruno Walter's hotel room on the way to the concert hall. He was just supposed to get us started, recalled Jacques Margolis, violist in the New York Philharmonic. We had studied and performed this program with Bruno Walter, but this had nothing to do with Bruno Walter. Here we were, seasoned musicians, and this snot-nosed kid comes in and gives a more exciting performance. We stood and cheered. I'd never seen a more talented musician in my life. that an American-born and trained conductor, of which there were few in 1943, could have such an impact was news, and Bernstein was soon in demand around the country. This gave him the opportunity to perform his first symphony, which had been languishing on a shelf for nine months. The Jeremiah Symphony was a hit, and if that weren't enough, he was just completing his first ballet score. Opening at the Metropolitan Opera just four months after Bernstein's debut, Fancy Free was also a hit. Six months later, Bernstein, along with Adolf Green and Betty Comden, had turned it into a musical. On the Town opened that same year and ran for nearly 500 performances.
In the summer of 1947, Bernstein read W.H. Auden's then-latest book-length poem, The Age of Anxiety. From that moment, the composition of a symphony based on the age of anxiety acquired an almost compulsive quality, said Bernstein, and I worked on it steadily in Philadelphia and Tel Aviv, in planes, in hotel lobbies, and finally in Boston. Bernstein had not intended to set the poem to music in a literal way, and at the end was astonished by the degree to which his music mirrors the poem. Four lonely New Yorkers meet in a bar and begin to discuss the meaning or meaninglessness of life. Bernstein introduces a forlorn tune in two lonely clarinets. The four begin to discuss the seven ages of man, and Bernstein writes seven variations, each picking up on something from the music just before. Our heroes next take a booth. Their spiritual quest deepens as they fall into a common dream. This part of the poem is called The Seven Stages, and Bernstein, enjoying the hook, writes much of this music in seven. Our protagonists awaken into deep depression. They have witnessed their pain and pride inescapable. head off to an apartment determined to have a good time.
In the end, two of our four heroes can find peace through a blind faith, but Bernstein's is an affirming faith, one of glory. Join the San Diego Symphony with conductor Stephen Sloan and pianist Orly Shaham in a celebration of Bernstein's centennial year, an all-American program including Copeland's Appalachian Spring on November 16th and 18th at the Jacobs Music Center. And if you'd like to learn more about the music on the program, join me in the hall 45 minutes before the concert. This is Navi Mehta. I'll see you there. <laughs>